Hello, everyone, and welcome to Apodotics. Politics is normally the most hard-hitting political podcast on the internet, but not so much right now as I am, uh, for the moment, instead, not going to say trapped beneath the city of Chicago, but I am descending ever deeper into a mysterious subterranean world beneath the city of Chicago with no clear way out. So you could say trapped, but I'm not going to. <laughs> no, sir. Oh, I'm not going to say it. Might be feeling it, but I'm not going to say it. So, uh, here I am, exploring this maze-like network of caverns and passages that apparently lies underneath downtown Chicago. Uh, I've started to adapt pretty well, considering that I have not been trained in either combat or survivalism, although I have lost uh, one toe to what I can only describe as an extremely aggressive pixie. But that was kind of my fault, honestly, as I was unaware that one smallest toe is the traditional price for safe passage through a pixie village. So, uh, mea culpa to the pixie population of Chicago beneath, and mea culpa to my little toe which is now in possession of said pixies. Um, I have since tied a little kind of toe-shaped stone to my uh, left foot. It's on my left foot, the absence of my toe. Uh, that's to compensate for the loss of weight. You wouldn't think so, but the loss of a single, even tiny toe can really throw off your balance. But for the most part, I hardly notice that it's gone, um, other than, of course, the pain. Um, no idea what the pixies are doing with my toe, incidentally, but I suspect the toe meat could feed a family of pixies for quite a long time. Weeks, at least. Uh, which makes me feel Pretty good, actually. I, I, I suspect that my toe is going to good use. You know, uh, filling a lot of adorable, ravenous pixie bellies. Probably have it on a, a little, a cute little spit. They're just turning it, turning it, it's crackling while the, the toe meat burns. Um, hopefully not too much. You know, I. I don't know how to cook a toe, but I assume you want to sort of roast the outside, but leave the inside uh, a little bit pink. Uh, anyway, needless to say, the political content is pretty thin down here. Uh, not a lot of analysis or punditing to be done when there's mostly 
mole men and minor demons around. Uh, I have, though, attempted to interview three separate mole men about the 2016 presidential election, but that did not go particularly well. Um, one of these guys, the least violent of the three, made, made a growl, kind of a, a growl slash howl, like a her growl or a girl howl. Uh, that it sounded a lot like Kasich, but honestly, I think I was just hearing what I wanted to hear. It was it was sort of like. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, take that as an endorsement, if you like, but I am not entirely convinced. Um, I try to stay skeptical. It's one of the foundational premises of politics is that we don't take people at their word. We don't take you at your word. You gotta uh, put up or shut up. That's, that's politics's motto. We don't we don't take you at your word. You gotta put up or shut up. So, don't think you can pull the wool over old Tim S's eyes. Um, I'm very frightened right now. I have to be honest. I'm trying not to be, but man, there are there's some weird stuff down here. Um, I will say though, odd fact um, for the record. The little demons of Chicago beneath, imps, if you will, on the whole, are strangely very fond of Lincoln Chaffee. I did not see that one coming. Uh, so, don't count Chaffee out just yet, folks, if you believe in the influence of demons. And I assure you, you probably should. They are very, very persuasive, and best avoided. That's all I'm going to say. Um, uh, that said, I have actually run into a few fellow humans down here. Um, not to say that mole men aren't necessarily people. I don't want to imply that. But I'm fairly certain they are a separate species, or are at the very least so fully transformed by their underground adaptations that their humanity, if present, is unrecognizable. Ah, but, but I digress. While this, the following, may not be a political story, strictly speaking, and I hope you caught my ear quotes because I did make them with my fingers, um, this is a human interest story because it is a story about interesting humans. This is the tale of Tim S. and the people of Grunge Town. The 1990s. What were they like? Very little is known about this mysterious time period. An era that existed long before cell phones could take pictures. They say that a different Clinton reigned as president and that it was a time of peace and prosperity. 
least for white people. But there is a place where the 1990s live on, deep underneath the great city of Chicago. I came upon it by chance, lured by the distant sound of a heavily distorted Fender Mustang guitar echoing about a desolate chamber. The chamber was split by a deep ravine, but I could almost make out figures in the distance. Yet my vision was obscured by a thick cloud of smoke. What smelled like Mall unfiltered cigarettes. I was frightened, yes, but desperate. And I had eaten my last fun-sized Snickers bar and licked the wrapper clean hours ago. If I had only known then what I know now, I would have thrown myself into the ravine and accepted death's icy but tender embrace. Instead, I crept around the edge of the chamber, terrified, but so hungry that my fear seemed a distant thing. I was emboldened by desperation, not unlike Richard Nixon in the Watergate scandal, I guess. I had nothing to lose. I made my way slowly towards the camp, carefully circling the edge of the ravine. Only my balance and my tippy-toes keeping me from falling into the yawning void below. Which, to be clear, I kinda wanted to fall into because I was super sad about my situation and totally tired. Suddenly, multiple sets of hands grabbed me, all about my person, and seized me towards the fire. My senses were flooded, but perhaps the hunger made my eyes keen. The arms that grabbed me were clad in flannel, the corresponding legs denim. The fire itself lit upon a rough pile of what looked to be 1980s hair metal records. My clothes were quickly ripped into shreds, and I feared my body would be next, but suddenly I found myself swaddled in flannel, otherwise naked, and lying in what felt like a giant crib. Though it was hard to see through all the Paul Mall cigarette smoke, I was being rocked gently back and forth as this crowd of strange, flannel-clad humans hummed the melody to Smells Like Teen Spirit. I felt, for the first time in as long as I could remember, safe. I think that I fell asleep for a time, and when I woke, I found that my flannel swaddling was gone, replaced by a ripped pair of jeans, an oversized puke green cardigan sweater, and, strangest of all, a t-shirt for the Drug Abuse Resistance Education, or D.A.R.E. program. I had thought that grunge men and women were fond of drugs and drug abuse, but perhaps I was mistaken. I did not have much time to ponder this, however, 
as when I stood up, pulling the scratchy but strangely comfy cardigan tighter about my person to protect me from the windless chill of the cave, I found myself again surrounded by these strange, grunge-worshipping creatures, relics from a time long past. There, a woman in a pair of overalls, one strapped down, hair matted but in a cool, purposeful way. There, a man dressed like a lumberjack but, like, an incredibly weak and lazy one. I was filled with curious admiration for these subterranean fans of underground rock music. The world stopped accepting them long ago, so they rejected the world. I squinted my eyes, barely able to make out their faces in the gloom. I expected wizened visages, hollow cheeks, bellies thick and round from beer and inactivity. Instead, I saw peach fuzz, baby fat, youthful glows lit by bonfire. Horror crept upon my very soul. These were not true 1990s grunge men at all. They were millennials, hipsters, mere posers, nostalgic for a past they had never truly experienced. I had thought that I had found a safe haven from the horrors of Chicago beneath. But instead, I was confronted with the greatest horror of all. Inauthenticity. I fled, arms flailing, knocking two or three of those idiots into the ravine and to their doom. You may ask, Tim S., does this make you a murderer? Yes, I would reply, but only if you consider those people. Anyway, so that's about it for this week. I... Tim Hess, Tim Hess, can you hear me? Ah, yes, yes, Jazz. Oh, oh sweet, sweet Jazz. Ah, I can hear you. Uh, what is it? Are, are you coming to my rescue? Well, that's not as good as rescue, but good. Uh, what is it? I don't know. I haven't listened to it yet. It's in MP3 form. I'll play it now. to the report from up north, uh, Greg P, except that's not me, I'm Randy, I'm filling in for Greg P this week, uh, a little about me, I'm, uh, Canadian through and through, I say, I like to say that if you, uh, cut me, I will bleed maple syrup, okay, uh, 
I uh, met Greg P. Uh, at uh, a ballroom dance class at Algonquin College. Uh, we were both taken and got paired together because uh, he could not lead. Uh, but found that uh, uh, he really shone as uh, when he followed my lead and uh, we became fast friends. He asked me to fill in this week. Uh, okay, so I guess to the news, but uh, let's read this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, did you write this? Yeah, it's good copy. Good copy. Okay, so uh, basically what it says here, uh, uh, I guess uh, Justin Trudeau was the uh, prime minister up here in Canada. He and uh, well, it says Barack Obama, who's the uh, I guess the president there, uh, down there in the uh, United States. Uh, they uh, they uh, got together, had dinner. So that's real good. It's good to have dinner with friends. You know, get together every once in a while. So that's that's real good. Uh, so I guess uh, that's the show. Okay, that's the report from up north with Greg P. So if that's not me, that's uh, him. Uh, I'm Randy. Uh, I guess uh, gotta thank the sponsors. So thanks to the sponsors. Uh, thanks to the interns. It's uh, been a great experience for me. Uh, and uh, I guess. Uh, you can follow uh, Greg P on Twitter. He's on Twitter at uh, I guess uh, Greg P. No, says uh, Twitter at uh, I am a Greg. That's where you find him on Twitter. Okay, uh, this is a report from up north. Is Randy signing off? Is Randy signing off? Ha, ha, ha.